We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Pacer Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. You're listening to part one of our conversation with Caitlin Cooper about the Indiana Pacers, the entire training camp roster. We have a really fun episode today where we're talking about all these guys, but doing it in a fun, unique way by playing a game. So I'm going to explain that more in detail on the podcast, but I want to let you guys know that this is part one of the episode. So when you're done with this, head over to part two, but let's kick things off with Tyrese Halliburton. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. Look, setting the pace with Alex and Fauci. Alex and Fauci. Alex and Alex. If I put our jacks in the paint, how you gonna stop me? How you gonna stop me? We can go head to head. Call out your top three. Call out your top three. Look at the switch from Buddy Hill. Now that boy got three. We got Holly Burton running point. This is a Benedict for the shot. If anybody gon' come in the post, then we got Miles Turner for the block. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Pacer Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. I'm your host, Alex Golden. I'm joined, as always, by the president of the Jermaine O'Neal Fan Club, Michael J. Fachi. But we've also got the queen of outshine popsicles, Caitlin Cooper, is back in the building. Caitlin, what's going on? I'm happy to be back. I feel like I kept having to delay you guys over and over again, and I really hate being that person. So especially with this podcast, I I owe it to you guys after how many return invites you've given me to be a lot more punctual than what I've been. Hey, the heart grew fonder. We missed you. So happy to have you back. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, training camps right, you know, it's happening right now. We heard of the players talk at media day. We've heard what they've been working on, and we decided, you know what, you guys have heard it everywhere on social media: defense and competition for who's going to get the position battles. I mean, how much more can we talk about that? It's you know, we're ready for some preseason action. At least we'll have some game to talk about. But we're going to do a fun exercise today, Fachi. Caitlin is going to be on the hot seat. And what we're going to do, me and Fachi, we have split the roster, the training camp roster up. We each have nine players. Fachi did kind of tip his hand a little bit and told Caitlin one player that he had, but we'll have to see if she can guess who it is. But with that being said, we have three descriptions to try to basically describe a player. And Caitlin's going to have to guess the player that we are describing. So if you're at all confused, I think it'll make some sense. Maybe, maybe Fachi, you can kind of reiterate what i'm saying if there's something that doesn't make sense with how i'm explaining this no i, I think it's it's spot on some of it might be you know a saying based on their game some might be just kind of a saying on that player whatever yeah. it is i think you're going to have an understanding of who we're talking about and it's just meant to be fun i would love to hear from some of the listeners afterwards of what's a five word description for a player that maybe we didn't use because there is no wrong answer here it's just meant to be fun all right, Caitlin, are you ready for this or what? I'm ready, and I think that like everybody listening to this is probably going to do better than I am. It's going to be like when you're at home watching a game show and you're like, why doesn't this person know what the puzzle is on Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> There's a lot more pressure when you're sitting in the hot seat. So that, that is true. This is like Pacer Riddles. You know, I put Fachi on the hot seat when I called him to give him a couple of my descriptions to see if he could guess a player. And he's like, I got nothing, man. I don't have a clue who you're talking about. Is it this player? I said... That player? Why would you guess that player for these descriptions? And then I told him, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I'll let you start off things, Fachi. Uh, we're going to do one description at a time to see how many it takes, Caitlin, uh, to get it right. And we got three total. So if she gets it on the first one, that's pretty good. All right. So starting with our first one, I must ask you a question. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it Ben Shepard? <laughs> It is Ben Shepard, yes. All right, so... Oh, my God. You know, I was like, oh, man, how am I going to say this one and not laugh? But, yeah, I must ask you a question. He's got a great mustache right now. I also had a couple other ones. Sniper in the waiting. You know, oh, hey, we got, like, a three-point marksman who, you know, it might not be this year. And then the last one was a little bit of a experience and reliability over a higher ceiling. So, you know, for instance, the Pacers went with a guy that was you know, four-year college player instead of uh, a one-and-done, maybe a G League guy, anything of that sort. I appreciate that because Ben's answer to why he has a mustache at Media Day was he saw a picture of his dad on their wedding day. <laughs> love it. Love it. My dad was a mustache for like 40 straight years. Honestly, I saw him one time clean-shaven in my life. That was it. He's a stash guy. So some they're out there, but they, they tend to have existed, you know, a few decades ago. That might have been the most revealing answer that somebody gave during a media day session. Mm -hmm. It's pretty specific. Yeah. I mean, seeing Ben in person is so funny because he's got the biggest smile. He cannot help himself but smile the whole time. Like he's just loving life and talked about it being like Christmas Eve, you know, ready for training camp. So he's a he's a fun guy to talk to. And um, I, I think we're going to see just more personality come from him as he gets more opportunities. All right. I'm going to go to my first person here. All right, Caitlin, are you ready? I'm ready. Runs the floor effortlessly. Obi Toppin. Nope, not not Obi Toppin. Uh, All right. Number two, has a slow shot release. Runs the floor. 
Bruce Brown? Mm-mm. I know. I, I will say the runs the floor effortlessly. It was a tweet that Caitlin put out about this player as well. So that is why I, I used that. Oh, thing. is that the person who I said looks as though he's on a treadmill that nobody else has access to? It's Kendall Brown. It is. It is Kendall Brown. Nice. <laughs> the last one I had was only 2023 restricted free agent. So mm-hmm. I knew that run the runs the floor effortlessly would be pretty pretty broad so i wanted to kind of start off with a broad one to make it a little bit more challenging for you this speaks to the pacers having an identity because there's so many people that fit the description (laughs) exactly uh the short uh, the the slow shot release was going off of obi toppin's block on kendall brown from three where he did the between the legs dunk if you guys recall that play uh obi was like way off of kendall when he took that three and that's why I was like, good grief. How yeah, much that was in preseason he... last year. He was he was in preseason, and Obi was inside the free throw line and managed to block it and then did the between-the-legs dunk. I remember that. All right. Alex so This might have some blasts from the past from some of your, your writing and tweets and stuff. So, Kaylin, you might have to be digging deep to be like, did I ever say that? And when I did, who did I mean by that? So that'll be interesting. So for next for me, I have for this player, first, the verdict is still out. The verdict is still out. So somebody that we're not sure if they're like a rotation player or not. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, now whoever my... I name is going to feel really good. Well, I know. I mean, look, yeah, I didn't want to have like too many digs on, on some of these players, but for some of them, I had to. I'll go with my next one. Catch me above the rim. So then it's got to be Obi Toppin. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. To the last one, this will give it away. To rebound or to foul. Oh, so Isaiah Jackson. Yes, it's Isaiah <laughs> Jackson. Yeah, I, I figured I'd save that one for last because at that point, you know, you'd be no, you would know who it is. But Verge is still out. I, Isaiah, argh, what's the deal? You know, going into year three, I don't know. Hey, this is a guy that, you know, if he's going to be getting a bucket, it's going to be, you know, in the paint. You know, maybe it's a lob. And then, you know, he's probably going to come down with a board or unfortunately he might fail you. But, uh, you know, that was my description for Isaiah Jackson. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was the giveaway. I actually, that's who I was going to say after the first clue. I just felt really harsh. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, trust there were, a couple times I had a backspace and be like, all right, well, maybe I don't go with that one. But, uh, but, but for some of these, you know, you got to think about out Isaiah. Those. The fouling is like he has one of the highest foul rates on non charge offensive fouls. So, like, if he just cut back on some of the extra stuff, like sticking his elbow out on a screen when there's to hit contact when he absolutely doesn't need to. It's like, if he just chipped off some of those, like even like his inability to always want to jump first instead of second, wouldn't it be as damaging, but I I will say the jury is still out. I will Mm -hmm. say in person at media day, he did look a little bit bigger. Like it looked like he bulked up quite a bit. So hopefully that does help where he doesn't have to stick those arms out (laughs) to create contact. Caitlin, for my second player that I want you to guess, my first clue is, this person knows where the camera is. TJ McConnell. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That was the one Fachi was stumped on when I told him earlier. He was like, knows where the camera is. He's like, Miles? I was like, nope, not I was Miles. Like, yeah, I was just like, I was like, first I was like, ah, I don't know. You got anything else? Yeah. But no, <laughs> he, that's good. He's the he, gift master. Yeah. I mean, he winked, he winked at the camera after he landed on Giannis. <laughs> he has mm-hmm. a lot of heel qualities to him. Yes, he does. Um, the other two that I had for my descriptions were more efficient with the ball. And the last one was from, I think something you wrote about him, Caitlin, was Flight of the Bumblebee. I did. I did. That's how I described him as, that song. 
the link no longer exists but that i'm glad that's stuck in your head hey i found it on twitter i was looking i was i was doing some deep research today so um if you guys like little things like fly to the bumblebee for tj mcconnell that's another reason why you should subscribe to caitlin's patreon so we are here to plug the patreon as well today (laughs) absolutely so for my next guy grab an umbrella it's a hurricane Is it Tyrese? Mm-mm. Nope. Next. <laughs> Shatter the glass. It's an emergency. Oh, this is so funny, Fudge. I feel like I am missing something here. <laughs> no, it's probably just me being, you know, a little, you know, a little weird humor. This is someone. I'll go in the next one. Season score, a winner in college. A winner in college. Think about the first clue and, and what word he said there, and think about maybe if there's any college teams. Yeah, I was thinking of Cyclone first, but now I'm. I don't know. I'm stumped. I don't know this one. Give her the first clue again. Give her the first clue again. Grab an umbrella. It's a hurricane. Oh, there you go. There's your hint. Think about it. Any any team names in there? I don't teams. know enough about college teams to even know. I'll just give it to you because this is a guy we might not see that much of. It's Isaiah Wong, a Miami Hurricane. Oh, Miami, so, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's right. Try to sprinkle I should have known a little that bit one. in that. Especially yeah. given that I watched a lot of film of Miami. That was really poor. No, <laughs> it was my, my clues were a little, you know, eh. But, you know, Shadow of the Glasses Emergency was basically, hey, I, we don't expect to see Isaiah Wong unless – there are some injuries, you know, to the guards on this team. So I really don't anticipate seeing much of Isaiah this year. So, hey, those were the descriptions. I feel like those were very good clues now that I know the answer. I should have been – this is why I didn't get Kendall Brown earlier. I wasn't immediately thinking of the two-way contracts as part yes. of as part of my clues. Yeah, okay. So then I give mm-hmm. the wrong Brown being Bruce Brown. And I well, literally thought – I'm like, oh, Miami. And then I was like, there's nobody that went to Miami on the standard roster. And then I two. forgot about Isaiah. Bruce Brown, too. Miami Hurricane. So That's correct. Th- that was and one that didn't I didn't Nimhart like, start there, too? No, was he in Florida? He was no, Florida. No, no, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was like, hmm, okay. So you could you could get tricked by, by that part. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah Wong was someone that was a little bit tough to come up with the description on. So that was probably the best I could do. Yeah, I like that one. I thought it was funny when you said, uh, what was the <laughs> well, second clue? Uh, break the glass. It's an emergency. I uh, said, that's this a is a solid clue. I said, we're breaking the emergency glass for the emergency glass. I was like, I don't think he's going to even be the emergency point guard. So we're really digging deep for this one. It's it's an end of the line type of situation. <laughs> end of the line. It's like game 82. <laughs> we're out of the playoff situation <laughs> and everybody's hurt. Okay. Um, all right, I'll go next. All right, the next player for me, Caitlin. Um, I would say he is a Swiss Army knife. Jarris Walker. That is incorrect. It's a good. It's a good guess, though. Yeah. Um, he is the best lob thrower for Isaiah Jackson. He's Andrew Nemhard. He's Andrew Nemhard. <laughs> uh, I had. I actually had two other descriptions because. I found one that you wrote about him, and I one was a Drew Holiday clone, and then the uh, the last one was Caitlin's favorite Ghostbuster. 
He is. That's what the clue should have been, the Ghostbuster. Nobody's better at push switching than Andrew. I Bill know. I, I was going to save it, but I was like, if I say that, she'll know exactly who I'm talking about. I would have. I would have. I would have known that one. But that was a good one. Good, yeah, there's like probably three people that you could think of in the Swiss Army Knife category. Because yes. I was going yeah. back and forth between Jairus and Bruce. Yep, that's what and I then thought. The second that's one, good. And the second one got me. All right, Fachi, you're up. All right. So th- this one, trusty veteran, but not a babysitter. So it could be a little bit tough. <laughs> I love this clue. What does the babysitter have to do? Uh, yeah. Let me just go on to the next one because no one's really going to guess anything off that. Oh, this, this is one's so more, funny. more just, you know, uh, going to give it a, a great screen setter. Buddy Heald? Mm-mm. Last Buddy Heald is a great screen setter. Yeah, yeah. Last one, gold medal winner. Yeah. Daniel Tice. I knew who it was after your first one because of the, the gold winner. Yeah, I uh, I went with the not a babysitter just because it's like he wants to play. Yeah, he's a vet, but he doesn't want to just be like, uh, you know, hey, Isaiah, you know, Jalen, I'll take you under my wing. It's like this guy still wants some minutes. So I figured I'd get a little crafty. I did appreciate what he said at Media Day. He said that from being around Al Horford and Aaron Baines that like, yeah, he wants to play. But like if he sees ways that he can help Jalen and Isaiah, he still wants to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Like he still wants them to be in the league for a long time. Like I thought that, that was good commentary from both him and TJ McConnell. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation with Daniel Tyus. It was cool to just hear him talk because we haven't really heard much from him since he's been here because mm-hmm. of the injury and then only playing like seven games last year. So it was tough, um, but I, I think he handled everything pretty well. So. Bocce, anything else on one of your favorite Pacers, Daniel Tice? Uh, hey, look, I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, it'd be cool to he's the veteran, you know. Look, if we if we need uh someone we can count on, he might be a little bit more consistent than some of the others behind Miles. When they need a game winning Gortat screen, we know who to call. It's Daniel Tice. <laughs> I love it. All right. Next one, Caitlin. Um first clue. A masquerading four. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. That was one that you wrote, so I figured you'd get it on the first one. Uh, the other clues that I had, Danny Green cuts. Yes. You wrote about that. And then space, special Pacers pen recipient. Mm, Everyone the, always oh, brings yeah. that up. Tony brings that up to me all the time, too. I it's, didn't realize it was so much of a thing until other it, people. It's because Kevin it. Pritchard said it like a little, like a dad. You know, it's such a dad joke from KP. He was like, with a special Pacers pin, like I mean, come <laughs> on, like and then so I so cheesy. And then yeah. when Miles signed his contract, that was so funny too because they're like, "We got a pin here for you to sign with." He's like, "Ah, oh, do I get to keep it?" <laughs> Gosh, this is so funny. You guys cracked me up. Like it was just so funny because they did the actual signing in front of the media because it was like a big deal to sign the contract there in front of everybody. Like they really hyped it up because they wanted Jalen here long term, and KP was just you know cheesy KP as always. I love it. I want to know what color the ink of the pen was. Was it mm, was it question. blue? Was it yellow? Was <laughs> it black? Minds want to know. But what do you think? I, I would I would hope it's blue. You know, <laughs> obviously we can't have it be blue and gold at the same time, but it, it, at least blue. So, what if it's like one of those ones that you had back in elementary where you can change the color, ooh, like that, you can that, push it down and then it's yellow? And you... see, now that's a special pen, right? Right there, like that's it's a also pen that really long. It's color. one. Of, it's a really long pen, and you can change the color. That would have been a good surprise. Um, but yeah, the the special pen. It, it's a it's a Pacer classic of, of sayings. I mean, we've heard tough out before, which was cringy. 
pacer pen, a special pacer pen. Cringy on a different level. You know, it was like a like a great, enjoyable cringy type. List. It's on the but, block city level of cringy, I think. It's the yeah. right amount of corny. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, for my next player, we have knifing through the lane like butter. So it's Ben. Benedict Matherin. It's most definitely Benedict Matherin. And the next clue was Batman or Robin. Of oh. basically, you know, will he end up being, you know, the guy or will he be, you know, the sidekick? And then lastly was don't mistake confidence for cockiness. Even though in this situation, you know, it could be a little bit of a blurred line. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that is my Benedict Matherin description. You nailed it. Very solid clues. Did you like what, what Bruce Brown and Miles Steiner had to say about Benedict Matherin at Media Day? I was a little surprised, to tell you the truth, that the quote from Miles didn't get a little bit more traction. I know. I, I thought I wrote an article about it yesterday for my first article on my Substack that I'm going to be trying to write more this year. But I was surprised nobody else had wrote, wrote about Benedict Matherin. Like, all the guys covering the team, I thought for sure that's going to get something. Like, because he talked about him and so did Bruce. Like, how he can take that next step and be like, he's got that dog in him. Like, I think Miles even came on our show and said he has Mamba mentality. I was like, yeah. okay. So I thought somebody would for sure write that, but thankfully they didn't. So I had something to, to write that was a little bit different, but it was, like you said, it was cool to hear Miles praise him, but I feel like Miles also too is going to really hold him accountable when he talked about being the leader and the, and the vocal leader of this team and holding guys accountable more this year. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was a little bit revealing that he effectively said like Ben's maturity and that, you know, going from college to playing in the NBA and having to be, you know, all about the team versus Ben being all about Ben. Like that was the quote I was surprised didn't uh, mm. get shared around a little bit more. Uh, th that's a good point. Cause when we had Ben on and we asked about goals, I mean, you might think he could say something like, I don't know, average 20 points per game or something, but all the goals were team related for wanting to win, which I thought was great. And then obviously, you know, he sprinkled in a little bit of being Ben. You know, I'm just talking about how it sounded like he's never lost a one-on-one -on -one before. And he beat this guy and this guy and that. But at the same point, I think, he probably had some maturing to go through last year. And I think hopefully, you know, this year and on, we're going to see that as it relates to those team oriented goals. Yeah. And what Alex said too, it sounds like from all accounts that miles has really taken on that, you know, I want to be more vocal. I want to be uh, helping these guys as much as possible. So I love that for him because we were talking, Alex and I were talking a week ago. Or so how much of a 180 is this year's media day for Miles compared to last year? Last year, it's like he's going in there being like, look, I'm going to address this once, these trade rumors, this, the contract. And then now it's like, I'm a veteran leader over here. I'm embracing it. Like We want to win. I, I'm just happy to see him in that, that space because I just feel like it's like, wow, time's flying. But it's also like, it's just such a drastic night and day from last year. Yeah, and it's really a spot he's never got to be in with that much comfortability. Like, not saying that anybody is ever completely untradeable, but it's probably the most secure he's felt yes. in that and feeling like he has an ownership stake in the team more so than in the past. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like he can just, there's a total different personality there with Miles. It just mm -hmm. seems like he's confident, he's happy to be here, he's locked in. And like you said multiple times this offseason, Pachi, he's finally healthy for the first time in the offseason. Yep. Love it. Which is huge for, I think, just. Number one, the team and his mental health, too. So, all right, well, let's get back to the game here. That was a nice commercial break. We'll get back to the game here, Caitlin. The first clue for you for this player, a savvy distributor in the short roll. This is Jairus Walker. It is Jairus Walker. 
Yeah, I hope we get to see that. I hope we actually get to see him a little bit on the short roll. We really didn't get to see it in Summer League because of what his role was and getting moved around quite a bit because they didn't have, you know, after Andrew was no longer playing, they didn't really have a point guard out there to be setting the table. So he was having to do more of it. And when Andrew was playing, Jarris wasn't really getting to be the screen setter because he was playing with either Isaiah Jackson or Shibway. So I hope we get to see Jarris Walker in the short roll, at least during preseason. I, yeah. I wait for that. That would have been great. My next clue was a useful wingspan. And my last one was a sturdy chiseled frame because that's what you wrote about him. So I, I, I felt appreciate like... this. I, it makes me feel good that people are reading and saving these words. <laughs> it's coming back too. It's like, you're like, I remember writing this about him. It's like, this is great. So, all right, Fox, you're back up. All right. So for this, I have undersized rebounding machine. Undersized. Re- we have a rebounding machine on this roster. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we'll go to the next. A true throwback big. Oh, so it's Tashiboy. It is Oscar. <laughs> now, yeah. So I, I, oh, I basically man. the last one was a little, I was gonna say you know missing offensive game uh, because it's just look for him, Oscar. It's gonna be in the paint. It's gonna be rough. I didn't want to hit him with a jab over there. I love him. Went to West Virginia where I went. I saw a big fan of his. But this is a throwback big, you know, and obviously in the interview that he he gave a great interview recently being like, you know, I wish they could make me a little bit taller, you know, at media day. So (laughs) felt like, you know, a little bit undersized. I think he's about six, nine at at most. So, um, hey, Oscar, look, if he gets to see the court, I I look forward to it. But in college, led the nation in rebounding back to back years. So had to give him uh, that rebounding machine title. That's accurate. I mean, we didn't get to see a ton of that in Summer League. Yeah, I mean, he's mostly going to be tethered to the dunker spot, and the, yep. the the drop coverage was rather rough, but we'll see what he can do with, what are we calling the G League team now? The Indiana Mad Ants? I, I'm not exactly sure what the name is, but... I think it is the Indiana Mad Ants until next year when they go to Noblesville, so it'll be interesting. But yeah, you're right. Chibwe is so funny, Fachi. I mean... We were talking about like he maybe gave the best interview in terms of just like personality wise. He was like, Miles is so big. I tried to go up and rebound against him. I could not do it. He said, I go to the weight room and they say, make me stronger. Make me taller, please. It's like, oh, my yeah. gosh, this guy is hilarious. It was great. Uh, he said he learned a lot, though, from Miles and Miles was helping him out. So that's that's great to see Miles kind of take those guys under his wing. But I, I can't get over Shibwe's hilarious accent. Like he is just like the biggest like. Ben Shepard's got a huge smile, but Shibway was smiling just as big, Caitlin. I'm telling you, it was great to hear from him. We I think that Tyrese said, too. didn't Tyrese say that his favorite person to be around in Nashville was Shibway? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty sure he I did. I don't blame him. He said, they all tell me I'm so funny, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Bro, are you kidding me? You are <laughs> hilarious. I'm laughing the whole entire interview here, so... <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that was a good one, Fosh. I had to give him that one because I know that's his guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's move on here. This player is a surprising quick decision maker. A quick decision maker. Surprising quick decision maker. Make sure that word's above it. Well, we've already done all of the point guards. So who would this be? I got to give me another clue. All know. right. Instinctual and clever cutter. Well, Bruce Brown's a clever cutter. 
Okay. Well, that's not Bruce Brown. These are stuff you wrote about this person. They ran this a play. Is, they ran a play. Embarrassing. Oh, they ran a play for this guy called the Chin Four. Oh, it's Wara. It's Jordan Wara. Yeah. Yes. That play is that play matters to me a lot because I don't understand why NBA defenses are so not to go too in the weeds here, but they run Chin Four for Wara and it becomes like TJ McConnell cuts off of Wara at the elbow and then Wara steps out, gets the ball, and runs a pick a middle pick and roll, typically with Jalen Smith. And then like Buddy Heald or Andrew Nemhart will be on the backside as the only player. TJ's in the strong side corner, and teams will always tag that on the backside even though it's a single side tag. And even though TJ McConnell, like you could help off of him and have a numbers advantage, but NBA teams don't do that. And I don't understand why uh, single side tags are still so prevalent a thing when shooters are better and everybody can make a skip pass, but that's my rant. And that play works almost every time they run it for that exact reason, even though it doesn't make sense. Did you so see I wrote a whole article about it. Did you see how excited she got there when I brought that oh, up? That, you? that was an education right there. <laughs> I mean, you're like, sorry for my, my rant. No, it was brilliant. It, it was great. Great diving into that. But, you know, as it relates to Jordan, do you see any path for him to really be getting playing time? Because he was one of the bright spots down the stretch when there really wasn't anything to play for. And I just feel like I just I just don't know how it's going to shake out. But I know he's been working really hard all offseason. We've heard great stuff, but I just don't know where there's minutes. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I mean, it speaks to their depth overall. He has a broader offensive well-rounded game than Aaron Neesmith does but he's mm -hmm. not the two-way player that Aaron no. Neesmith is so like when you're trying to come up with a reason of like what would have to happen for you to play Jordan Wara like if you want to play small I think that you would just go back to playing Aaron or Bruce Brown at the four and if you want to mm -hmm. play big I think you're just going to play Jarris Walker or Obi Toppin um, or you know double bigs potentially like it's not going to be Wara and then if there's an injury and which it looks like he has dropped weight and he wants to be able to play more positions. But if there's an injury at that point in time, I would kind of ask like, why wouldn't you play Ben Shepard? If, if you were, if you were missing somebody at the two or three, but like, that's the only path that I really see is if somebody ends up being injured and missing time, I, know. I, I don't see a clear way otherwise. No, I'm, I'm with you in that. And it's just, it's just upsetting because we saw some big time scoring potential last year. Uh, but that's obviously, unfortunately not what the Pacers need more of. This year, they got to go the opposite route and scoring's not really an issue on this team. Yeah, and defensively, there's just too many opponents toward the back end of the season who are hunting him in various ways. The Raptors did that over and over again in the second half. The Knicks, like Emmanuel quickly was like, fine, Jordan Wara for five Oof. straight possessions. So he would have to make strides on that end of the floor. And I still think that you're probably going to give the longer look to Aaron, even though Aaron is extension eligible just because I, I just think that there's a little bit more there on both ends of the floor. So yeah, war was war was bad defensively. I was yeah. when I was reading your article about war too, I was remembering that play when he was guarding Cole Anthony, when they threw the ball in bounds, the yes. magic and he just got burned so bad. And he couldn't say with Paulo. It's just like, you feel bad for the guy. He did lose weight. He did talk about that. And he's lost like 10 pounds trying to get a little bit lighter and be a little bit more explosive. So maybe that does help a little bit, but I don't know if that's going to be able to improve his lateral quickness that much where he can guard guards. Cause that just, those guys are just way faster than him. Yeah. Hey, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Except for when they throw him out there against Luca and it, it actually works for a Yeah. I position. know that was crazy. I was like, what are they doing? And then like it worked, but. Luca's not the fastest guy. We'll just put it out there that way. Now, did you see that cone drill that Luca did recently? Um, I was on Twitter because 
that thing looked like it almost had to be fake. Like he looked like he was moving like a like a snail. But at that, when it comes to the court, the man's got it figured out. So, you know, yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be the quickest, but he's going to be all right. They're going to be an interesting team this year, Kalen. I think starting two rookies does not scream we're making the playoffs this year for the Mavericks. (laughs) Well, I have to see. See how it shakes out. But for my next player, I have the Sower, a.k.a. Mr. Thread the Needle. Tyrese. Yeah. Yep. And no one has ever called him the Sower before. But (laughs) I just thought, you know what? Like, how do I find, like, you know, a a description of someone who is a really good good you know threader of the needle anything like that and i was gonna say next up in the rafters potentially to have his jersey retired if everything goes in a perfect world uh 10 to 15 years from now and then i was just gonna say heart and soul of this team you know we've heard that description used time and time again but obviously we know with tyrese it starts and ends with tyrese halberd i mean i think tomorrow morning when we get up and look at basketball reference his nickname is probably going to be listed as the sower <laughs> it might be because you go on there you hear some names like, i have never heard anyone call that player that before so maybe this is the next one we'll have to try to put it out there and, and promote this podcast with that quote Fachi, so it gets some <laughs> traction there for b-ball reference all right i'm gonna go on to my next one here caitlin prefers right over left well, that applies to several people. Good, I know. I was trying to keep it broad here. You need another Tyrese? Um, no, it's not Tyrese. I'm guessing it's probably Aaron Neesmith, but... That is not correct. Okay. Uh, I, I was trying to keep this five words or less. I know that I may have cheated once or twice, so that's why I didn't give too many details on, like, prefers right over left. I was trying to keep it very open. Next one. You'll get this, I would hope so. It's from your article. Comparable to a Las Vegas Summer League milkshake. Yes, it's Bruce Brown. Yes. <laughs> so the prefers right over left was a three-point shooting, right? The right corner. Yes, the right corner. corner. Yeah. Yeah, so just to provide context, I was comparing the fact that <laughs> um, when they signed Bruce Brown, that there's so many players on the roster who were 6'5 and under, and that it was starting to be like, there's there's this milkshake. I think it's at the Venetian. I don't know where they sell it. Where like It's literally a large milkshake with a whole piece of cheesecake on the top with whipped cream on that, and then like just more and more and more and more and more. It's like, okay, this is sugar overload. But in Bruce Brown's case, there is a milkshake where there's pretzel rods intermingled and i was like yes this is another six foot five player but he adds a different texture to the dessert because he can do so many different things so like just to just to provide yes it was background. well it I'm was craving some cheesecake right now <laughs> yeah the cheesecake <laughs> honestly like the milkshake <laughs> anyway. yeah the cheesecake yes cheesecake yeah i know and i will say it was relevant at the time because it was during summer league when you wrote that so you talked about how you hadn't been out to summer league yet, but you've heard great things about it. All the great, like the food stuff out there and like connecting with players. But my last clue for Bruce was multi-versatile screener. Yes, that's true. We'll see. It doesn't sound like he enjoyed his role as being a role man at, uh, at the Brooklyn Nets, but it made sense for that because if there was two defenders there, like he was virtually playing as the five. I think that there are, the Pacers ranked like number five last year in guard screens per 100 possessions. So I still think that there'll be places for him to do that, but it sounds like he would prefer having a slightly more traditional role. Mm -hmm. For sure. He talked about, you know, obviously what's expected. Hey, I'm a defender. I imagine I'll, I'll play a similar role to what I played in Denver, maybe a little bit more. Is, is there a scenario or do you think that he'll increase his scoring 
you know, load or scoring number, average, whatever you want to call it? Or do you think it's going to be really, when I'm in here, I'm bought in to the defensive side of things, and maybe I do only average 10 points per game? Yeah, I mean, I think that if I were the Patriots, I would be fine with that because, I mean, I just think you need him to lead the charge, especially with the starting lineup changing. If the lineup is what it is or what it's been at training camp and what I think most of us expected with Ben and and Bruce and Obi in between Tyrese and Miles, then like when you look at certain matchups, like imagine they're playing Cleveland. Like last year, Tyrese would guard Isaac Okoro. That's going to be Max Struess now, which is going to mean he's going to have to pay a little bit more attention to Struess as a shooter, but... Last year, Nemhard and Neesmith would have taken Garland and Mitchell. Now Bruce is going to take one of them, and Ben's going to have to take the other one. Like, it's going to be a different dynamic. So, I mean, I think that you definitely need leadership from Bruce on that front and to be doing and establishing the tone at the point of attack. And then, like, if you're just getting, like, secondary playmaking from him because he can move the ball, he can be an agent of chaos defensively. Like, I think that you're just good with him filling gaps. I don't think that you need a ton more from him than that other than, like, you can throw the ball ahead of to him in transition. He can run pick and roll, secondary pick and rolls alongside Tyrese if Tyrese does want to play a little bit more off the ball. But I don't think he needs to make a huge jump as a scorer, and I would be fine if he didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think the Pacers need to be like, hey, we really got to get 15 per game out of you. Because if you look at the starting lineup, as it shakes out, you imagine, hey, Obi's in there to be more of a scorer. You already got Miles. You, you got Matherin who's in there to score. Halliburton's going to give you, you know, roughly 20 points per game. There's not enough room for everybody to be one of those scoring options. And it feels like Bruce Brown's probably going to be the guy who's just going to really buy in defensively. And if you get those 10-plus points out of him, hey, that's great. Yeah, connective tissue. That's what you're hoping mm-hmm. for, I think. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's going to wrap it up for part one. want to thank you all so much for listening. Obviously, we did not do a rundown of where you can find us at on social media. We did have a bit of a change for the handle on Twitter and on Instagram. Instead of doing Setting the Pace 3 and Pacers Talk, we've changed it to one universal handle for both of those accounts. So it is Pacers Pod STP. Obviously, STP stands for Setting the Pace. Wanted it just to kind of make it universal because... It is kind of annoying to always have to change it up. So with that being said, thank you all so much for your support. If you like what you're listening to, go on over to part two and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll talk to you all later. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We going to need a mop. Smooth. Mm-hmm.